0: Suicide Zen Forgiveness, the pod that shares the stories of those affected by suicide. Lost a loved one? Attempted it yourself? Did you know that when you share a burden, the load is lightened? Come listen in with your host, Elaine Lindsay. Suicide Zen Forgiveness, the podcast, is for education only. Some of the subject matter could be triggering for those that are newly grieving or in a poor state of mental health. Please call your local suicide hotline or mental health office if you need immediate help. Hello there. It's good to be back, and uh, today it's going to be a solo shot. I want to talk about an event I went to uh, during International Women's Week, which was last week. And the reason I want to talk about it here is because it brought up all kinds of emotions and fear and anxiety. And it has to do with the podcast and pretty much everything I talk about. I wrote it up so that I wouldn't miss any of the salient points uh, about the evening because it was uh, a very important evening. The evening was called Every Woman Counts and it's an initiative in support of the Royal, which is the mental health facility here in Ottawa, Canada. It is, uh, the support comes from the group Uh, women of mental health, and uh, they are a very incredible and committed group that offers all kinds of help uh, in and around the Royal, and uh, the foundation uh, raises funds and reaches out to donors and puts on, there's not coming run for women and gives classes that are so vitally important for women that are coming to terms with having huge setbacks in their mental health journey. So uh, it was last Thursday evening. And in fact, going on simply uh, being the face of suicide, Zen forgiveness that was actually my first event ever to do that uh, which was I was I was actually shocked at how fearful I am um, I do like to go out and I do like to meet people but There's a real push-pull there. Uh, See, it was a little daunting to know that I now need to introduce myself. In my quick intro, I'm not only the host of the podcast, I am some of the stories therein. And I make a good host because I fit both care excuse me. I fit both categories, that of uh, suicide survivor and also one of those left behind. Now this is not something that was long planned. I only found out about the event on Monday last week. I was at another International Women's Week event. And I uh, was at Invest Ottawa, where I met with uh, Sonia Shorey. She's the vice president of marketing communications with Invest Ottawa and Bayview Yards. And I was introduced to her by a friend that suggested I come to the event. Uh, The event was for women in tech and had to do with International Women's Week. Uh, it was, uh, well. I'll get into that a little later, but uh, as it turns out, it was actually the president and CEO of Invest Off on Bayview Yards, uh, Michael Trombley. He mentioned the event on Thursday night, suggesting it would definitely be of interest as it had to do with mental health and the royals' uh initiative in support, which was really kind of interesting to me because here I was on Monday finding out about something on Thursday that had everything to do with suicides and forgiveness. So I very gratefully accepted uh, to join the event and I was told there was to be a special guest. I'll give you more about that later. You see, I want to talk about the fact that, that my going actually has everything to do with mental health. I'm a, a weird mix of, I don't know, bravado and fear. Because I am in many ways an introvert. Regardless of what other people say, and people... Who know me really well would say yes. I am definitely an introvert. People who just see me on the surface are, are sometimes taken aback because they think I'm I'm incredibly outgoing. It's it's just a, a good face that I wear uh, when I'm afraid. See, uh, I'm not really comfortable with small talk. I'm uh, always eager to get to the meat of any discussion. We're going to talk. I want us to to dive deep into what we're going to talk about. I, I want it to be not just general, not you know skimming the surface. I, I want to really talk. I want to learn something. I, I think my biggest uh, boon in life or biggest attribute, has always been my curiosity I want to know everything I can and uh the one good thing I think is that age and observation have finally kind of tempered me somewhat and I'm okay working a room I do go to networking events and uh I don't just stay on the wall anymore. I have what's called an eidetic memory. Uh, It's not photographic per se. It's just I seem to remember everything. And that can be really difficult for other people when I approach them with stories of conversations we had long ago. I will remember people, their face or, or their something about them long, long after I've seen them. And it can be really awkward, too, because I remember things promised as well as suggestions made. and People don't always retain what they say in the moment, especially not when it's at an event where you may not see these people ever again. And I've learned... It's not always comfortable to remind people of things that they let fall through the cracks or something they said in the moment with no real thought for them having to follow through. I'll give you an example here, which is, well, it's funny now. Um, I ran into a guy probably my late 30s. And immediately I said, Oh, hello, Peter. And that was quickly followed by, You won't remember me, as I was only in kindergarten <laughs> class for six weeks. Now, total blank stare from him, which just maybe a hint of fear or I don't know, concern, pity. <laughs> uh, he, he looked really perplexed as you know, I could see the wheels turning and him wondering how on earth does she know my name? His full name was Peter Brady, and he had a number of siblings, one of whom his sister, who, uh, she was a couple of years older than he and I. Her name was Diane. I don't even know why I know that. Uh, she doesn't know me from a hole in the ground. Uh, Her parents and the whole family used to go to Assumption Church near where my grand and my aunt lived. It was actually where I first lived when I came to Canada. Uh, But all through school, I lived in Toronto. And I would come back to Ottawa and spend summers with my grandmother and my aunt uh, here in Ottawa. So I attended Assumption Church with them at least a few times a year. I always thought Diane always looked cool. She was always very well-dressed. And and Peter, well, let's face it, as a kid, he was a good-looking kid. You know, she was always uh, very on-trend, you know, kind of cool. Uh, this That little uh, detour down memory lane was uh lead into... The evening last week, which started with me seeing folks I hadn't seen in years. Okay. Uh, the, The closest was maybe four or five years ago. And some people, I hadn't seen them for 20 years. We all change over time. You know. I have to say, however not often as drastically as I've changed over the last three years. You see, I no no longer use my cane to walk. Uh, My hair is usually super straight and some form of turquoise, which is very different. And, uh, oh, another little thing that, that I sort of lose sight of often is I've dropped over 70 pounds. Now, that seems to make me a little unrecognizable at times. And on first glance, some people just are blank. It's like they've never met me before. But I seem to have totally forgotten the fact that I have completely changed. And a few times when I go out, You know, Your your head takes you weird places when people you think should know you or people you've known over the years just totally frees you out. I was at an event two weeks ago and saw someone I, I had not seen for about five years. And I was talking to another individual that we know, and both of them are in the media. And when I turned to this woman, she looked at me and very politely with a smile, and said, I think perhaps I should know you. Now, this woman has interviewed me a number of times, and I have seen her not only in larger social you know, instances, but in in private gatherings as well. And I thought, are, are you kidding me? I thought at first she was making a joke. And I said, oh. Uh, okay. And those little hamsters in your head, you know, all the, what I used to call the itty bitty shitty committee, started going to work with, oh, who do you think you are? Why would you remember you? Just all the silly stuff that we sometimes have going on in our heads. And a little later, I went into the friend that the event was about and mentioned that this person had basically you know, looked at me like she had no idea who I was and my friend said, well, duh, you haven't seen her since before. I thought, oh, oh, right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I guess and I think it's maybe the first time I realized that there really is a big difference in how I appear. I went back to her a little while later and said, oh, Excuse me, by the way. And as soon as I said I dropped over seventy pounds, she looked at me and went, "Oh my God, Elaine!" And she was very apologetic that she, you know, really didn't know who I was. But it's funny when when you are so I don't know caught up in your own internal junk that you forget okay? Other people aren't focused on you, especially when you're not there. And if you're not trumpeting it from the rooftops, how are people going to know that you've changed? You know, it's, it's just one of those silly things that come up. And when we have dealt with, I guess, mental health issues with anxiety and, and depression and and lack of self-confidence and, you know, sometimes, I guess, lack of self-awareness. It can be hard to, to be outside yourself, understanding that people don't always think the same way you do. And, and sometimes you, you have to give people a little bit of slack and especially now for everybody in the world, we've gone through this pandemic, you know, we're coming through year three, and it's it's taken a toll on everyone. It's changed everyone in some way. And it has made it more difficult for us to get back into those, you know, Small talk conversations in a big room, and and when you get together with people, everything's just that little bit less easy. I guess is is the word a, a bit less easy, you know. So I have to admit that that in my discomfort, you know, I, I rewrapped myself in my lack of self confidence. And that's still one of the demons that I wrestle with all the time. I uh, often will get in my head that I'm not very memorable and and this is part of my long-term awkwardness. And that, you know, is one of the mental mental health challenges that uh, has been an ongoing internal conversation for me for decades. And I think sometimes it's good for these things to happen because when we become aware, when we're on a journey to healing, we it gives us those those signposts of markers where we can say, "Oh, okay, then you know I I must be making progress," and and. To, Truly, it wasn't lost on me that the event was to do with mental health services and the access for all women. Uh, so, so back to the event, which is, is what I wanted to explain a little. It was created by the women for Mental Health at the excuse me here in Ottawa, who said, Uh, The reception featured some of the fierce women championing most important work in women's mental health care and research. Attendees learned how the Royal was working to serve the women in our community through customized care and access and why it's so important. And it was wonderful uh, to hear from speakers that range from, you know, Peer helpers, one that is now a full time employee, to the chair of uh, Women for Mental Health, Catherine Cooligan. And of course, uh, Sonia Shorey also told her story. And uh, remember that name because she will be on the podcast uh, probably late in April. Now, the surprise speaker turned out to be the honorary patron of the Royal, and that was Margaret Trudeau. She was the wife of past Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau, and she's the mother of Canada's current Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau. Margaret has been open and honest with her own mental health challenges for a very long time, and, To this day, I believe she brings hope and inspiration and change to the world of mental health. And it was incredible to hear her and her excitement over the recent um, discoveries from uh, doctors, and I will make sure to look up the correct information so I have the doctor's name, etc. But they found that. in particular, uh, bipolar disorder and other things in the brain, Uh, there are ways to fix these and handle these uh, because it has to do with frequencies. And they're more and more exploring a lot of what I will call alternative health and alternative ways of, of dealing with issues in our brains and our bodies. And it's just so exciting uh, to see these changes and the help that people are getting. And um, the last thing I will say is, uh, Margaret Trudeau has been at the forefront of much of, of the very best in philanthropy here in Canada and abroad. And uh, I I have to really hats off to her for, for all that she does. Now, getting the information out about the podcast about suicides and forgiveness and being able to further the cause of ending the silence, the stigma and the shame surrounding suicide and by extension, mental health as well. It was the fuel that fired me up enough to attend and participate in the event. You know, this was really the very first, as the face of suicides and forgiveness. And now that the ice is broken, it's time to make some noise. Ending that silence, stigma, and shame will be beneficial to every single one of us. Starting the conversation early, I believe, with children about their thoughts and the real truth about those thoughts. And arming them with tools like meditation, visualization, and ways to handle all of their emotions, big ones and the little ones, in ways that allow them to remain in a position of choice. Because choice in how we react is ours. We can't control the people around us. We can't control always the situations around us. But we do have the choice to control how we react. And when we teach children ways to do that and ways to be aware of what's happening in their own bodies with their emotions and with their thoughts. We're giving each person uh, the tools to make those choices a little bit easier. In times of distress and anxiety, suicidal ideation, or, or simply the overwhelm of any of our emotions is key to a healthier, happier future. And the future begins with you. Okay, let's provide the tools for the next generation so that they can be open to discussing all their emotions. They can be open to reaching out and asking for help long before it gets too difficult. And they can be open to learning that thoughts are not always true. And emotions are meant to flow and go. They say that emotions only last between 90 seconds and about three minutes. So, teaching ourselves how to deal with those is going to give us a leg up on how we manage and how we feel. I believe that Thursday night's event. Every Woman Counts was incredibly successful and I'm open and I'm choosing to look forward to the next one. So I want us to choose to be silent no more, not to accept the stigma or the shame. And I want to use the hashtag silent no more. Thanks very much for listening to me. I'm going to add a couple of pictures, or at least one picture, uh, to the transcripts with today's podcast, uh, because it's uh, it's always nice when you can get a, a nice visual. And uh, as a matter, matter of fact, before I close, I'm just actually going to add a picture that um, you can see this is uh, the wonderful Marion Bala, uh, who is the tallest in the black and burgundy, and Margaret Trudeau in the middle, and myself on the other side. You can see the turquoise here. There are uh, a lot of other pictures from the event, and I will, as I said, try and get some of them up on the site with the transcript for the podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back uh, with our next show. And I believe my next guest is a uh, therapist who works with uh, relationships, uh, grief, loss, and pain and trauma. And her name is Allison Byers. So I hope you tune in, subscribe to that one. Uh, for any of you that are listening back to the podcast later, I wish you well too. And until next time, make the very best of your today, every day. And I'll see you again. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on your favorite service. Suicide Zen Forgiveness was brought to you by Truel Social Media, the digital integration specialists. Let them get you on page 1 in the search results.